Fear will keep you right where you are. Fear would have said, nah, that's not something you want to do. You want to stay where you are. At least you know him. At least you know the area. At least you know the income and you'll be comfortable. Fear will keep you comfortable. That's the bottom line. So when you don't want to make a decision and you want to be stuck, it's because you're comfortable and you don't want to get uncomfortable to get to something different, something bigger, something better. And I'm like, okay, well, bring it on then. Hey, friends, welcome to the More Than a Mother podcast. I am your host, LaJuan Moses, and I am a mom on a mission to help you master your mindset and own your time so you can make space in your busy life for your dreams and goals. Join me each week for tangible tips, tools, and strategies that you can use to show up as your personal best in motherhood, business, and life, as well as inspiring interviews from moms just like you who are sharing their stories of triumph in order to uplift, encourage, and empower you on your journey. At More Than a Mother, we believe you can pursue your dreams and be a great mom at the same time. We are helping you truly step into your own and find the freedom to do more of the things you love and enjoy without feeling guilty or overwhelmed. Hey friends, welcome back to another great episode. Today I sat down and talked with a good friend of mine named Danny, who is the author of Blinded by the D. Now I love sitting down and having conversations and doing interviews with people that I know because it's really a time of discovery for me because even though I know her, it helps me to learn so much more about her, her background and the things that kind of motivate her and keep her going on a day-to-day basis. In this interview, Danny got real as she always does and I can tell you from knowing her for years, Danny will keep it real with you good, bad, or indifferent. And in this interview, she kept it real all the way with her own journey through resetting and transformation, talking about life after divorce, the importance of support, and also the power in recognizing when you need to start over and then stepping out on faith and not be fearful to start over. She talks about the power of the different deeds in our life and how they can impact us in different ways. But most importantly, she shares how making a decision can really set the course for your next level. Let's dive into my great interview and conversation with Danny. Hey, Danielle, how are you today? I am doing wonderful. What about yourself? I am wonderful. Welcome to the More Than a Mother podcast. I am so excited to have you here with me today. I am super excited to be here. You have a great group of people following you, so I am just happy to share. That is wonderful. And for those of you listening, Danielle and I know each other for years, so this is just great bringing my friend on, my sis, client, author, all these things that she is, but I'm going to take a moment and, (laughs) and let Danielle tell you about herself. So Danielle, can you please just introduce yourself to the audience? Of course. Hi, everybody. Hi, all the mamas out there. I am Danny. I am the author of Blinded by the D. I am a new author. I am a mommy of two beautiful, creative beings, Harlan, who will be 17 this year, Heaven, who just turned 10. And I'm just, at this point, y'all, happy to be alive. I hear that. 
I am just, and y'all can't see my face, but when she says 17 and 10, my face kind of was like, ooh, because I remember when they were babies. <laughs> to see these babies just growing up, it's just amazing. I mean, God is so good. That's all I can God say. But yeah, good. my face was like, ooh, they that old? 17 and 10. Yep. Wow. Life passes us so fast. Well, thank you so, so much fast. for being here with me today. We are going to jump right in. Okay. So if you could just kind of walk us through your story, your transformational moment that kind of put you on that path that you are on today. So I do share some of this in my book, Blinded by the D. It started with, I'm going to be super honest. It started with me waking up. And I don't mean I just woke up one day. It was literally a spiritual awakening where I realized I was not happy with myself. I was not happy with where I was in my life at the time. I was not happy about my career choices and also who I so happened to be sleeping next to. Anybody else, this is basically like some self-inventory. And I woke up and realized I am not happy in this place anymore. And so that's what started my transformation. I like to call it a reset. And that thing, I'm still in a reset. If, if we're just 100% honest, because we're constantly changing. But that's what started me on this journey, this transformation, this reset. I woke up, I realized that I was not happy with myself. And I was constantly telling my, my son at the time, my daughter was a baby, but my son at the time, like, hey, I need, you know, I need straight A's coming in the house. I need you to do your very best. I need you, if you have a dream, let's go much. But what I was doing for myself, it did not reflect that. And I felt like a hypocrite. <laughs> so I'm like, that ain't driving quite right. Like, I, you have to be an example to your children. Children no longer are do as I say. They are do as I do. And when I realized that, I thought to myself, I cannot say I want you to be exceptional when I myself am being mediocre. So again, that was an awakening. And I was unhappy with myself. And my children really became the mirrors for me to kind of like, see the reflection and I didn't like what I saw so that's what got me on the journey and that's just amazing how you point out because a lot of us parents live in that whole do as I say not as I do not recognizing that our children like I said are mirrors of us and then we look at our kids like well what is wrong with you and we mm -hmm. fail to take into account that they are doing what they see and what they have been taught so your mouth that may have been telling them one thing, but they're watching your actions and what you're doing and they are living that out. But yet so many parents, so many mothers, we want to look at our children like, okay, what is wrong with you? Instead of doing that self-reflection as, okay, what's happening with me? And it's good to me that you recognize that in you because that is not a pretty place to be. It ain't a pretty I'm place sure you can testify to that, just yeah. getting real with yourself. Like, so how were you feeling during that time when you just had to kind of get real with yourself? Get, I got really real with myself once I decided, like, okay, I'm not happy with myself. I'm not happy with what, I, what I'm producing right now, which is barely anything at all, and what I'm showing my kids. And when I had to get, like, real, real, I had to sit my son down and apologize to him about what he saw, my behavior, and how we were going to move forward. So I'm like, look, son, listen, I'm sorry. <laughs> You my first go round. You my first child, and the things that I've been setting as an example, I don't want that to be your life. I don't want you um, to be that type of person because it's really about like building character, and I wasn't doing that in the right way. So 
for me, it was when I had to sit down and get real with my son about my behavior, about what I was doing on the day to day. It just didn't speak to who I wanted to be. And so because I wanted him to be greater than me, I want to be great too. Like a lot of times we be forgetting about ourselves as moms. We totally be like, oh, forget about it. Let's just do everything for the kids. Like, oh, I won't comb my hair today. I'll just throw a little head wrap on because I want to make sure that she looks good and that he looks good. And oh, I'm not going to buy myself anything. I just want to make sure the kids are okay. And we just become mediocre. We just become like these people, these women who thrive to make sure their kids have it all. But in all honesty, they're looking at us like, well, you walking around looking like that. So what's wrong with me walking around looking like that? They don't get it. But yeah, I had to get real girl when I had to apologize to my kid. <laughs> when I had and to there, say sorry. Right, and there's power in that because there are a lot of parents, mothers, parents that kind of believe that you shouldn't be apologizing to your kids because I've heard that from people. And mm-hmm. to me, that is kind of like, that is so false. That is a lie, whatever you want to call it. I don't know where that came from. But just because they're children, it doesn't mean, and we're the adults, it doesn't mean that we shouldn't go and apologize to them. Yeah. And I think that is where a lot of healing takes place. And we see transformation because like we were saying, we put these pressures on our kids to do these certain things. And then we don't want to humble ourselves and apologize and say, okay, hey, I was wrong because whatever we have this belief that we shouldn't do that. But really, you should go to your kids if you are doing something that you don't want them to do. And then you're uh-huh. saying that they're doing it. It's nothing wrong. And that, I really feel like that message needs to be put out there, especially in the black community. There's nothing wrong with going to your kids and saying, I'm sorry, we got this wrong. We're going to try this over again because this is what I was trying to do. It may not yeah. have come out in this way, mm-hmm. but this is what the intention was. And I think yeah. that's where a lot of healing and growth and transformation will really start to take place. Yeah. When parents and when mothers get to that point where we can sit down and have those conversations with our children. Yeah, I agree 100%. I remember I'm an author, I'm a teacher, and I'm also a preacher. So I was preaching a message one time about kids do as you do, not as you say. And I can't remember the text that I was using, but I think I was talking about the Israelites. But the point I was making was you cannot be in a place of dictatorship when you yourself are not following your own laws, regulations, and guidelines. And when I finished preaching that message, a young lady came to me and she was like, you know what, you are so right. I'm about to go home and lay the law down, let my son know what's supposed to happen. And I'm like, she ain't catch it. Maybe I didn't say it right, but she didn't catch it. It's not about what comes out your mouth. It's about what you do. And there is a lot of healing um, in that. And it's hard. I think it's hard. I guess like I feel like we're breaking like a generational curse when we do that because that's what our parents did. And our parents did it because their parents did it. You do what I tell you to do. Do as I say. That's where the saying, I know that's where I got it from. My mama used to say it. Do what I told you to do. Never mind what you're watching. Just do what I told you to do. So I think it's just embedded in us from generation to generation to generation to tell our children what to do without actually giving them an example. And I'm not calling my mom a bad mom. I'm not calling my dad a bad dad. I just woke up and realized I I want to be an example for my kids to see like, hey, dreams come true as long as you work for them. So 
Yeah, that real part. And I don't even really know for real, Luan, if my son, he heard me and he felt my heart in the moment. But I don't know what he's going to say about it years down the line. Like, I don't know what kind of parent he's going to be. And my prayer is that he will be a better parent, you know, from with me, being with me as a mom and then me apologizing. I'm praying, like, you know, he'll take this thing to a whole nother level. Right. And like how you pointed out that you're not saying that your parents were bad parents or their parents are bad parents. Like you said, it's generational. So we're doing what we're taught. And I yep. feel that even if we look at generations, each generation is doing better and wanting better. So your parents did things different than their parents did it. So now you're in the position to do something different from That's what right. your parents did to you. And then it's kind of that trickle down effect to break those curses. Cause it's not that anyone did anything wrong. They were doing what they knew to do at the time. And then yeah. luckily we live in a place now where there's so much technology, there's so much information, there are so many resources that are out there that we're yeah. really in a great place to where we can get to this point and lead by that example and do things differently and have more access to things. So I really think that I like how you pointed out how it's not saying that parents did every, did things wrong. It was just traditions, generations. And now it's like we're at a point where, okay, we're breaking the norms. And yes. that's where this whole podcast kind of came from, the whole more than a mother thing, because so many moms, like you said, are just letting me make sure the kids have it all. I was that mom, too, walking around looking a mess, and my kids are looking dialed up yes. every day, making sure they dress to the tees, and I'm just, like you said, jumping out of bed. T-shirt, like jeans, and a head wrap. Right. And it was just, you get to that point where you wake up one day, and you have that moment, and I like how you use the word reset. Did mm -hmm. you have that moment of reset, like, this is not what I want for my life. And that is the point where I feel a lot of people reach where it's like, this is not what I want for my life. Okay, so now how do I go and do different? But so the question you, is, or, go ahead. or the point is, your kids aren't going to be babies forever. Right. So what do you do when they turn 25 and they're not home no more? Right. You and that's where so many people. Jeans and a t-shirt and a hair wrap? Exactly. And that's what so many people get caught because they put so much into their kids that when their kids become college age and older, they're moving out. Then it's like, okay, what do I do with my life now? Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, we don't have to wait till our kids are older. Exactly. We can do it right now. So then when they are out of the house and they are living their own lives, mama can live her life too because we already put it into motion mama and we did. And that's funny, that line right there, but it's like, it's so true. Mama does have to have a life. Now, we didn't mean it the same way that she meant it, but it's true. Like, mama do got to have a life too. Mama got to have a life too, baby. If you are enjoying this show, feeling inspired and motivated, learning something new, or just want to show some love, please do me a favor and help me spread the word. Screenshot this episode and share your favorite takeaways in your Instagram stories. I am truly growing my Instagram and I want you there on the journey with me as we continue to grow and build. Don't forget to tag me at Lawan Moses so that I can share your share. Each time you share this show, it helps me to reach more and more moms just like you. Don't keep this greatness to yourself. Tell a mama you know about the More Than a Mother podcast today. Remember, motherhood is a universal experience and we are all in this together. Being in that moment, I just wanted to go back. We were in that moment of the reset when you woke up because mm -hmm. I don't want to give people that 
wrong image that it's an easy thing to get through. Having those conversations, being in that reset, sitting with yourself. Can you just talk on that moment of those times in that place where you had to look yourself in the mirror and say, okay, Danny, this ain't gonna work no more. We gotta do something different. Maybe if the audience can see my face, okay? <laughs> but this is an everyday thing though. It don't, it, it don't just happen to one day and it's over. It is every single day. And at the time I was married. So I'm married, I wake up and I realize this is, I, this ain't my life. This ain't what I was, I said, Lord, this is not what I was trying to do. I'm like, okay, well, hey, talking to my partner, I think we need to like separate for a little while and try to reconfigure this thing. But the reconfiguration turned into a divorce. It's really not funny, but that's what happened. And that was a whole communication breakdown between the two of us. But this is a day-to-day fight. Because when you get a certain age and you are accustomed to doing things a certain way, it is very hard to break yourself from doing it the way you always did it. So every day when I decided, you know, I'm going to flip this and this did not come without support, right? My parents supported me in my decision. My family just supported me in my decision. And so I was able to break away and move on. And I am still very much so on this same journey of resetting. I cried. I blame myself. Negative self-talk, all of those things. But I'll tell you what was my savior, not just God and the word of God, but y'all Uber and DoorDash. (laughs) Spending quiet time alone with myself is what Uber and DoorDash gave me. Because I'm driving in a car all day long by myself. And it allowed me to process the negative self-talk. It allowed me to process, like, the blame. You're not to blame. You simply want to reset. And it's okay. You don't have to be upset. You don't have to apologize for saying, I want to start over. Because when we get older, we feel like we can't start over. No, you can't start over. But starting over costs you some time. I thought that my reset was going to last like a year and a half. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this reset. I'm going to go out here and I'm going to experiment in this more creative part of myself. And once I get there, I'm going to produce something creative. I didn't know what it was. I'm going to produce something creative. It's going to make me a whole bunch of money. And I'm going to move on to this fabulous life. Girl. Girl. That's all I can say. Three years, I'm three years in, four years in, and I just produced the book recently, right? So I just wrote this book, this creative work just happened. So I say this, I say all of that to say, this is not a fairy tale and it does not happen overnight. You have got to have a lot of courage and confidence in what you hear God telling you to do, you have got to have confidence in that in order to walk this particular path of resetting. And everybody's reset is different. I divorced my husband and we moved on. But you don't have to divorce your husband. You can say, you know what, husband, I'm going to take a minute and I'm going to go. You don't got to leave. I'm, I'm going to sleep in a separate room. You know what I mean? And I'm going to get myself together or I'm going to take some more time for myself so that I can figure out where it is I want to go. And I like how you said that your last video, Lawan, about pivoting, you know, adjusting. So you can say to your spouse, give me two hours a day so that I can figure out what I want to do and pivot. You know what I mean? So 
it's a day-to-day -day it's a day-to-day -day fight this thing is every single day I still challenge myself every single day and because I came from a place of well well I'll try it and then I quit I'm not quitting anymore. That was a challenge to myself. That is something that I discovered that I did a lot over the years and I'm not doing that anymore. So this book was also a faith walk and one in which I said, I'm going to follow God and I'm not going to quit, but it's every day. It ain't poof. Here goes this magical life that you desire. Cause that's what I thought, but it didn't work that way. And I am still today resetting because the reset, Set is internal. I am internally resetting my my mind, the things I thought about myself, my actions, my behavior. It is an everyday fight to do this, to be the best version of yourself. That's what everybody's saying now. <laughs> yes, and that's what it is. I mean, really, to be that best version, it is every day. It's a process, and I like that we're able to sit here and have this conversation because we can show that we're living our dreams, we're raising our kids. We're doing the things we want to do, but it's still a journey. It's still a process. We're still going through it. It doesn't mean that your problems are going to stop happening. It doesn't mean that you're just going to have it all figured out. Like you said, it's a constant reset. It's a constant mindset shift. How can I do things differently? But I like how you said you chose not to quit. And that's where I was for so long that I would start, then I would stop. I would start, mm -hmm. I would stop. And then I hit my whole medical issues 2019 so 2020 came it's like okay this is i'm gonna be consistent no matter what happens yeah. i'm gonna be consistent and so that's what i put with your whole i'm not gonna quit is that i'm just gonna show up however i can show up that day and be consistent and i think that speaks a lot to it and in that time that you had alone to yourself there's so much power in being alone you said so much in all that stuff you just said but there is so much power in being alone. And I think people yeah. discount that because that's where I find my peace when I can find those alone times. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are uncomfortable to sit with themselves. Mm -hmm. But I really feel that we need to push that message that you have to be able to sit with yourself. You may not like sitting with yourself at first, but if you really want to reset, if you really want to transform, you really want to get to that point where you can pursue your dreams and your yeah. goals and live your best life and be a great mom, then you have to be able to confront those demons you have, those skeletons you buried, all those things that you tell yourself, you have to be able to confront it and then start to switch the things that you say. Yeah, I agree. So being busy all the time, that's how a lot of us like to do it. We always busy, always going, always running. So then we ain't got to think about nothing. That's not the way to live. Really We're not going to really see that progress until we have that quiet time. We slow down and mm -hmm. then we can really start to pivot transition figure out what it is that we want so that we can go after all our dreams and goals and not look up and our kids be 25 30 and we like okay what did I do in my life for the past 30 years <laughs> that's just not it that's the truth about it that's not why we're here exactly we all have a purpose and I think that's what a lot of moms need to hear that we all have a purpose Absolutely. when you became a mom your purpose didn't stop you just had to take yes. on other little beings and mold them but it doesn't mean that you can't take that time. There's nothing wrong with still operating in your gift, in your yeah. purpose. Yeah. And for so long, a lot of us felt that, okay, I had to sacrifice everything because I'm married. I got kids. I can't do anything for myself. And that's just not the life. And that's what we're going to put out there. I agree. More powers to you. More power to you, mama. Just keep doing what you have to do. Be consistent. Be confident. Be courageous. Yeah. Are you looking for a speaker for your next in-person or virtual event? 
Well, look no farther. In case you didn't know, I, Luan, me, her, she, yes, me, and the speaker that you need to make your next event a unique, enjoyable, and engaging special experience. Whether you need an event host, a facilitator for workshops and or trainings, a keynote speaker or someone to participate in your conference event or panels, someone to help lead your event, be it a social media event, a virtual event, in-person event, small or large conference, or even just to be on your podcast, participate in your Facebook groups or any of your other social media platforms. Look no further. I am here and I am ready to be a part of your next event. If that sounds good to you, if you're looking for someone to come speak about all things motherhood and more, be it productivity, priorities, mom guilt, rising above your obstacles, and so much more, head over to my website, lawanmoses.com forward slash speaking and fill out my speaker interest form. I can't wait to be a part of your next event and I look forward to hearing from you soon. Now we are going to move on and talk about this book because I know everybody been hearing. She's been dropping this name, Blinded by the D. They've been hearing it from the beginning. See the yes. author of Blinded by the D. So everybody's like, okay, I, I love it? the story. I love the empowerment. I love all this. But girl, I need to hear about this book. What is all this Blinded by the D? So let's talk about this book. Tell us about uh, your journey, your I, book, all that. I'll tell you a secret. Uh Right when you see the book, I intentionally made the cover the way that I made it. I intentionally gave you the letter D. It very much has D in it, but the bottom line, what it all boils down to, is the biggest D: making decisions. And Lawan knows this because she was my coach throughout this process. So <clears throat> it's about making decisions. You know, deciding not to continue the same pattern, deciding not to continue the same behavior. It's about making a decision. You notice like uh, you put a lot of stuff on the back burner. You're like, you know what? I think I'm going to try a diet, but I'll try it next week. That's not a that's not a decision. You didn't decide I am going to the grocery store and I'm only purchasing these items and this is what I'm eating for the week. You just kind of go through the motions because you desire a certain thing, but you're not always willing to make the decision and do the work. So the biggest D is making decisions, breaking the patterns, breaking the cycle. And y'all know what cycle I'm talking about because I know your audience, they're mothers. You understand the cycle. It's wake up in the morning. It's trying to get yourself together. Get the kids up for school. Put their clothes out. Try to give them a little bit of breakfast. If it's not a breakfast, it's a bag of little mini muffins. You know what I mean? Kiss the husband out the door. Grab the kids. Drop them off. Go to work. Come home. Prep dinner. Throw a load in the washing machine. Help out with some homework. Get a shower for the kids. Bathe them up. It's time for bed. And guess where you at? You go back to the bed. Kiss your husband real quick. You go to sleep. You wake up and you do it. Again. all again yes that's a pattern and this is about deciding i am not about to continue this pattern on the day-to-day -day and not be fulfilled 100 so it's about making the decision to break up the pattern change it up 
switch it up. Give somebody else responsibility. Give the oldest a responsibility. Okay, well, I have the kids, the younger ones, they're home. I need you to help them with their homework because I'm about to go do yoga for 30 or 45 minutes and get my mind together so that I can reset for the rest of the day. Or I'm going to take this 30 or 45 minutes and invest it into my business so that I can finish my website. This is what I'm saying about breaking up the pattern in the book basically is talking about making decisions, decisions even about the D. Now, this is for your single women, okay, or your teenagers or your younger adults or your college girls who are just totally in lust because that's what it is. You got this dude you're dealing with. He's wonderful. He's great. It's talking about how the D can be a distraction to you and how if you do not assess the dude you're dealing with, what you take on from them in the act of intercourse. So it goes further. Again, I am a lover of God, honey. And it goes through scriptures and talks about the heart, the salvation of peace. Like these things are important when you start dealing with another person because you're not, you think you're just having sex, but you're not. You are right. really inviting this other person and all of their issues into your internal self, into your spirit. You are inviting all of that in. So now you got more to deal with. You got his stuff and you got your stuff. Now, sex and all this is beautiful as long as you're doing it with the right person. So the D is in there. And of course, the biggest one is decision. I'll talk about divorce because I did. I did have a divorce, right? It happened. <laughs> <laughs> it happens and it happens for people sometimes because in some cases you're just not linked up with the right person and if I would have been more careful and more strategic and planning when it came down to the D that I was encountering and dealing with the marriage probably never would have happened because our mindsets were just not matching they did not match as time went on when I had my spiritual awakening he was okay with where everything was at and I was not but had I thought about this more prior to we probably never ever would have gotten married because we marriage to me is a partnership and I believe that God puts marriages together to build the kingdom so he's gonna match you with a mate y'all don't feel the same all the time but both of you have some things that are similar and you're working towards them and you can push each other iron sharpens iron you have the same belief system and you guys are building the kingdom that's when you decide to get a D, that's the one for you. But this book is lit, baby. It has, you know, a little colloquial, a little mini black cultural colloquial <laughs> glossary for some people who don't know what I'm talking about. It talks about the cookie. I use the word cookie instead of our, you know, can I say vagina? Yes, you can. Okay. So I use the word cookie <laughs> instead of vagina. And then once I produced a book. I had a small week-long cookie cleanse boot camp. And again, I utilize all of these words and stuff because it's attractive. Right. Um, cookie, like, it's a seller. But really, the cookie cleanse was about cleansing your thoughts and making sure that what you were focusing on in your thought life was what you wanted to grow. So the cleanse was great. And a lot of women were helped by the cookie cleanse. But again... You can go get the book. It's on Amazon, but it's definitely about making decisions, how to pivot, as Luana has talked about several times. There's one part in there that talks about taking self-inventory 
And I give an example of dieting and how you will go to a nutritionist who will tell you what to eat and how you need to do the same thing with your thought life. You need to figure out what is your most dominant thought? What are you thinking about all the time? Who are you calling when you want to vent and have these conversations? Are they encouraging you to stay in that place or are they giving you resolution? It's taking self-inventory. That's a part of the cleanse. You're cleansing your mind and your thought life and also cleansing Cookie's thought life. So your next partner, which I'm praying for my next partner, to be the right partner so I'm not swayed by just wanting to be with somebody else and just want to lay with somebody else and just wanting to have that touchy-feely moment because we all know as moms that touchy-feely moment don't last but for so long because when the baby crying in the middle exactly. of the night you gotta get up and give him the bottle and if he don't want to be a part of that he will excuse himself and you are there left alone so blind about a d it can be it can blind you you know I mean yes it, it can and i think it is so much so much as you said and just so powerful and yes I can account for the book being lit because I was there with Danny through the whole process and I was so excited when it finally hit Amazon yes. and I just love how you just like you said you have to calling it blinded by the D talk using the terms that are popular because that is what people relate to yes. you could be all proper and all that but people don't relate to that you have to talk to people how you talk and mm -hmm. how they talk. And mm -hmm. that is what is being said right now. So, I mean, I really am all for that. You know, I loved it from the beginning. Want to connect with me before the next episode drops? Join me over on Instagram and Facebook at Lawan Moses. As part of my community, and as you scroll my feed, you will find inspiration, mom life and tips, my family, some fun things, and lots of love. I am so excited and can't wait to build my community with all of you. Head over to Instagram and Facebook now and find me at Lawan Moses and be sure to hit that follow button. I can't wait to connect with you. Yes. And I wanted to touch on when you were talking about making decisions. Yeah. From your perspective, why do you think that people struggle so much with making decisions? Um, the commitment. Once you make the decision, you have to commit to fulfilling it. So for me, in my reset, I decided I want to be separated. And I moved out of the house. I had to commit to that. There is no going back. When I said I want to live a better life and I want to create this, this specific lifestyle that I feel like me and my children deserve, I have to commit to that. So I believe that decision-making doesn't happen often because you don't want to commit to doing the work that's required. It's easy to write it down. It's easy to create a vision board and look at it every day. It is not easy to decide, well, this is the vision that I'm looking at today, and I'm going to continue to work on this until I see it happen. So and I, I hold it. And I think in you using your example of having deciding that you're going to separate and move out, I think the other part of that making decisions that it's not going to be easy. It's not going to always be a good decision. And so that's another reason why people stay stuck because yeah. that's emotions, that's feelings, that's hurt, that's pain, fear. that's having to close chapters, all of that. People don't want to feel that stuff. That's fear. I have, my grandmother is 59. And she was married for 15 years. I think they were together for like 30 years. Yeah, something like that. Well, 
it, it didn't work out. She got a divorce and packed up her entire life and moved to a different state. So much fear involved with going to a different place you've never been. You don't know many people. It Fear will keep you right where you are. Fear would have said, nah, that's not something you want to do. You want to stay where you are. At least you know him. At least you know the area. At least you know the income and you'll be comfortable. Fear will keep you comfortable. That's the bottom line. So when you don't want to make a decision and you want to be stuck, it's because you're comfortable and you don't want to get uncomfortable to get to something different, something bigger, something better. And I'm like, okay, well, bring it on then. But people struggle with that. And I'm not even saying I'm perfect. I still struggle with that till today. I have to tell myself every single day, writing this book was a leap of faith. But it's also my idea or my sign of being consistent and being committed. I want to sell a certain amount of copies. And so I'm going to do everything I can to do that. So it's the commitment piece and the work and the fear of what if it don't work? Right. I got good advice when I got separated. A cousin told me, she said, listen, if this is what you want to do, I do know this. You will be okay either way if you go back or if you leave. It's in that knowing like, I know God's going to take care of me. I know for certain he is not going to leave me or forsake me. So I'm going to just go ahead and keep on walking it out. But that's and that's having that faith. And that's where that comes in, having that faith. And sometimes it's that blind faith, that crazy faith yes. that's going to take you there. But you have to say, I like how you said, you're going to be okay either way. either way. So every decision that anybody may be listening right now, whatever decision that you feel that you're facing right now, just know that whatever it is that's weighing on you, whatever it may be, just know that you are going to be okay either way. And I really like how you phrase that. I like that advice you were giving because that's what it comes down to, that when you make a decision, yeah, regardless of what it is or what you choose to do, you're going to be okay. But you have to make that choice or else you're going to be stuck. You're going to keep running in circles and life is going to pass you by. And that is, you don't want that. And we don't want that for you. So no, you know that makes that's you, huge. Right, it is. Just, just sitting right there in that one part that you say, you are going to be okay. Whichever way you choose to go, like whoever is like listening and you're struggling with that decision that you need to make and you know you need to make the decision, but you keep putting it on the back burner and you're fearful, you will be okay. God will provide. Like that's the biggest thing, provision. Well, what if I leave and I can't feed my kids? What if I leave and I don't have any place to live? You got to lean on God to make the decision, first of all. You can't just be out here making decisions. Right. Just jumping, 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 jumping. I'm a jumper, and I don't mind jumping. However, if you're a single mom and you have children that you provide for, you are the sole provider, you most certainly have to seek God to tell you when to go, mm -hmm. if you're supposed to go. But know that if you go, you will be okay. Right. And that is the point. If you go, if you stay, whatever it is, either way, you just have to decide because I feel like in that indecision, being in that comfortable place, as we said, mm -hmm. you're going to stay there. But mm -hmm. once you make the choice, whatever God is telling you to do, yeah. and you walk in that, then I feel that so many doors open. So whether it's leaving, yeah. whether it's staying, whatever the situation may be, you have to pick a side and stop tiptoeing the line and commit to and trust that it's going to be okay. God gives you choices, honey. 
She does. Okay. And it's not always choices. See, look, we could go on and on forever. <laughs> we really could. Yeah. But on that part where you said choices, it's not always choices you want to make them too. The options are not always options that you want. Mm-hmm. But you still have a choice. And I think that's where a lot of people get caught up. It's like, I don't have a choice. No, baby, you have you a choice. You, you do. don't like either of the options, yeah. but you have a choice. And money will, you know what? Money will, money is, can be bondage. That thing will hold you longer than you want to be held. And if yes. you're in a situation where there's, you know, you got this wealth, like of money, you're so comfortable because the lifestyle is comfortable and he's made you so comfortable. No, you don't, you don't necessarily want to walk away from that. That's true. But is your peace? Is your peace or is your money, you know, like what you need the most? Which one you right. want the most? Your peace of mind or you want to keep your lifestyle? Exactly. And unfortunately, there are a lot of people that'll say, well, I'm keeping my lifestyle. But well, I know for lifestyle. me, I'm not choosing. I want my peace. I want my peace too. You can get a lifestyle anyway. That's the other thing. You people are like, well, I want my lifestyle. Okay, well, then that's your choice. I want my peace. You can go get yeah. a lifestyle and build a lifestyle of your own, and you could probably have a better lifestyle if you walk yep. in that peace and go on that path. But, I mean, it's nothing like having peace. Nothing like it. And that is just the ultimate, to me, the ultimate goal. I want to be peaceful, content, and joy. That is what it yes. is. Yes, And why stay in a lifestyle while being a lifestyle if you can't have peace? Nobody wants to be in a home where there's no peace. Yes, you can't even sleep good. Mm. Right. And but so many people are comfortable in that place. It's a decision you gotta make where you wanna go. Yes, make a decision and know that it's gonna be okay. Yeah. Well, Danny, you know I have to talk to you all day, but I had to do something else or live or something. Yes! Boy, we, could, we could talk all day. We're not gonna keep these people here all day. So tell us where we can connect with you online, where we can find your book and all that great stuff so that everybody can keep up with you and stay connected. I am Danny McLean on all social media platforms. It's D-A-H-N-N-I-I McLean. Because you know on Instagram, child, you can't, some names be taken. So it's Danny McLean. It is spelled a little weird. D-A-H-N-N-I McLean on all social media platforms. And I am, I wanted to drop one project that I'm working on. Yes, go um, for it. Two other women who are moms. We are working on a co-working space with childcare included. And so what we discovered is that there are many co-working spaces popping up all over because of COVID and people working from home, but they don't have childcare. And so we wanted to put a spin on it add the child care into the co-working space. So that's what we're working on currently. I am a teacher, right? And uh, I want to keep that part of my life going. And so my my little tidbit is the school piece, working with the children. But you can find me on social media, honey. Danny McLean, this is a new journey for me. So I don't have a website and all those things. It's coming. But currently, hey girl. just send me a, a DM. <laughs> I know that's right. Everybody starts somewhere. Everybody starts somewhere. And I'm just telling you, hearing about this co-working space, I have something something similar to that on my long-term vision board. Not exactly like that, but hearing that just makes me so happy because I was thinking the same thing about these spaces that don't have the childcare and all that. So hearing that brings me so much joy because I'm like, oh, yes, that is on my long-term vision board. So to hear that you're actually doing that, oh, I'm so happy to hear about that. 
So yeah, so everybody, we are gonna, I'm gonna drop the link to Danny's social media in the show notes so that you can keep up with her. You can find Blinded by the D on Amazon and just stay tuned because Danny is gonna be doing great things. I tell you that she is and just look out for her. So I thank you so much for joining me, Danny. This was great. Thank you. Thank you, moms, everybody who's going to listen. I appreciate you. I love you guys. I don't know you, but it's okay. Make a decision, baby. You're going to be all right either way. We going to be all right. Hey. (laughs) Hey. All right. On that note, thank you so much for joining me again. This was fabulous. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, leave a review, and most importantly, share this episode with all of your mom friends. Let's continue to grow our mom community and support each other. Remember, together, we've got this.